What's going on, everybody? Dr. Chris Livingston here. Here it is right there already coming out with the helium without any hesitation. <laughs> Oh, that was a good one. That, that one felt good, bro. Yes, it yes. Yes. <laughs> What's going on, doctor? Man, it's uh, another day. Another day in paradise, man. Uh, so, uh, I was I was uh, informed that it's going to be a best of for Raw next week. So, got an idea for the SK Nation. Um, so, you have a week to do this. And I know that we got some avid followers. So this is what we're going to do for next week. <clears throat> I want the SK Nation to uh, get their best of uh, from our show throughout the whole year. So um, so I want you to send us some clips. Tag us on Twitter. Uh, you see that at the Vince Russo at uh, Chris Prolific. Tag us on Twitter with your best clips uh, of the Legion of Raw, of Vince and I just doing whatever, saying whatever, you know, just clowning like we do every single week. And uh, uh, perhaps I'll play them. Perhaps I'll play them live on the air. Very nice. And I'll, Very give, nice. You, uh, I'll give you a shout out. I'll give you a live shout out who it was, and I'll play it live on the air, and we'll just uh, have a, a fun New Year's, um, you know, a celebration type of type of uh, a show. You, you get very nice. You get you game for that. Yes, I'm all in, bro. I am all in. Sweet, sweet. All right, man. So, without further ado, let's dive into this show. Um, so this is what I'll say, just as a overall. All right, uh, Raw is usually like <laughs> in a D minus to an F. Uh, typically to me but i'll give this one a d plus i think it'll be like i think it was a a slight edge only because there was some um there was a deeper level of interest that caught my attention in the beginning and start to drag toward the end and it, it became same old same old but there were some catchy moments in the beginning that uh that got my attention We'll we'll talk about the rest of it. That there was just some really weird stuff, but just for the beginning, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a, a bit of a bump, a slight bump. Well, what what was it that caught your attention at the beginning? Um, it was I like the promo in the beginning. The presence of Roman Reigns was you know was different because he's hardly ever on Raw, so he he brings that level of prestige back on the Raw. Uh, the bloodline attacking Mustafa Ali, and that was Mustafa Ali's only spot. That was funny, but but it was but it was something different. I, I was giving I'm giving them points for doing something different and not having the same you know uh, normal either damage control or Judgment Day song that's or Seth Rollins song that starts off the the show every week, and so it was something different. That it was kind of, kind of fast paced, faster paced. That was good. That I gave it that, and then after that was just, and it was another spot that was a bit interesting. Oh, Rhea Ripley beating uh, Akira Tozawa. I like that. That was yeah. that was that was good. I, I just don't know, bro, why you would have Reigns and Heyman 
at the beginning of the show. Obviously, they must have taped this over on SmackDown. <laughs> I, I I don't know why you would have these guys on the first minute of the show, you know, build everybody's hopes up that we may, may see Roman Reigns, and and then you don't. Yeah, like yeah. That, that 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 doesn't make any any sense to me, man. If you're gonna shoot one scene with him at SmackDown. Then shoot several scenes, bro, and use them in the back throughout the entire show. Yeah, I agree with that. To do yeah. with the first two minutes of the show, and then that's it. You know, yeah. this old saying, bro, it's kind of like kissing your mother. Yeah. I, I, either have them or don't have them. Yeah. yeah. Just use them for that, I, I think, is a total waste, bro. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? The theme of the bloodline taken over throughout the show was different, too. And so. Um, it was just different, you know. What I mean, like it, it was, it was, it, it was a bit more appealing. That it was less draggy. It wasn't the bar still wasn't high at all, but it was less draggy than normal. It was a different feel. It was a, it was the bloodline taking over. At least there was a running theme throughout the show. You know, what I mean, and I, and I, and we talk about a lot. Like there has to be some type of running theme throughout the show. The bloodline was running roughshod at the end of the day. It does uh, cause, it does set up more of the rumored Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns match at Royal Rumble. Uh, so it was planting seeds for that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was less draggy than normal to me. So uh, I'll, I'll at least put that over. So. See, Chris, I, I, I just think that's lowering the bar, man. I, I, I really do because... Bro, how ridiculous is it that you've got these three guys or well, four guys, like four guys. You've got these four guys that keep interrupting the show and 15 times throughout the show, Pierce is running down there with 100 guys. <laughs> that to me looked absolutely stupid and ridiculous because at some point, bro, you got to escort them out the building. Yeah, the execution point, of it wasn't the best. That's oh, for the sure. execution but, was but comical, bro. At least the, comical, the, the concept man. was was better than normal. It was an attempt. It, yes, it, it, it you're, you're giving them credit for an attempt, and I understand that. Yes, bro. indeed. I understand. Yes, indeed. Um, it was it was weird when they come out for their you know their their first attack or first or second attack, and then all the security comes out until and they stop in the ring like right right at ringside exactly. And then they start cutting the wet they wait from the cut a promo and then nothing. You know what I mean? Right. And I was like, okay, that's that's odd. Yeah, we got a couple super chats already. Let's go, Joseph. Already four nine nine. My God, thank you. First off, the Miz wrestled for fifteen plus minutes. Why? Second, we saw the worst ladder match in history tonight. How did they mess up a ladder match? It was, it was a um, very flat, and we'll talk about that as far as Bronson Reed and how it was. I mean, you can look at pre previous episodes how much I just put Bronson Reed over huge throughout many of my shows because I was a big uh, fan of Bronson Reed and NXT when he was babyface. And we'll talk about his return now. I was super disappointed and underwhelmed at what happened. This latter match, it did nothing for no one. Bronson Reed had a flat return, and we'll get to it. And then didn't make Destro Loomis make worth anything. I mean, so it was, it was just, it was just pointless and disappointing all over. We'll talk about it more in depth soon. Awesome Sauls, five dollars super chat. 
How many interferences tonight? All the matches had almost the same finish, and how did the bloodline get back in the building when they kicked out? You're right. Good observation there. I, I agree with that. Again, the execution was very poor. I'll give them the attempt, but the execution was indeed poor. Uh, so after Reigns uh, and, and Mustafa Ali, so so Mustafa, the boy Mustafa Ali is getting used for uh, just some random guy back in the back getting attacked by uh, the bloodline. So somehow he's in his gear hanging out in the back. That's that's what he showed up for, you know, <laughs> bro. That's that's what he got up. That's what he got on a plane for. Checked in in a hotel, you know. I mean, that's 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 what they got him there for. Yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we get uh, the Street Profits defeating Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Um, I mean, the Street Profits won. It was a feel-good moment for Des Moines. But at the same time, I looked at this and I was like, again, 50-50. I mean, who who gets over here when the Judgment Day wins and they go on a bit of a streak and then they lose? And, you know, theor theoretically, we're building up Edge versus Finn Balor at, a, uh, you know, Hell in a Cell at Royal Rumble is where it's rumored. And so how in the world with Finn Balor getting the pin, does that make any sense whatsoever trying to build up Finn Balor for, for Edge? Yeah, and it was a uh, it was a it was a horrible finish, too. It, it was, was a really, really, really bad. Finish. And then, bro, they 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 stole this right out of our playbook. Because just a couple of weeks ago, bro, there was, and we said, you you want ratings, put Rhea Ripley yep. in the match. And all of a sudden, Rhea Ripley is wrestling a guy. Yep. Oh, really, I bro. That too. Yep. Bro, the thing that The thing that I did not understand was during the match, they were they were referring to Rhea Ripley now as Latino, Latina Heat. Yeah. And I'm like, is she not us? I thought she was Australian. She was Aussie. She is Aussie. Yes, I, bro. I, I I don't know. This was very sloppy, bro. Yeah, it was very, it was very, very. very yeah, sloppy. it was super sloppy. That match against Tazawa was very sloppy. Lots of botches, lots of miscues. He's trying yeah. to do a roll, uh, uh, power bomb to her Karana, and then they botched that. It was just. It wasn't good. Um, no. The fact that she won was, you know, a plus because uh, it makes her look, you know, dominant, which which right. I am a fan of. Right. Um, but at the same time, you know, uh, the way that she did it, if this was the precedent, or this was the uh, the expectation of how she's going to look when when competing against guys, um, not yeah, so much. Was, this know. was bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was something else that they said. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Kevin Patrick brought back the Eradicator. Game. Yeah, I saw. I know. I noticed that they yeah. brought it back. The Eradicator, bro. Getting ready for those uh, t-shirts for the holidays. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> they were the yeah. Eradicator. Yeah. Um, backstage, we get Kathy Kelly tries uh, to talk. Uh, no cleavage, Kathy Kelly, this week. No, uh, no, no. A little bit more modest. Was but you know, bro, bro, too though. That like this, I didn't like either. There was a, a Lashley recap. Bro, yeah. the guy got fired last week. How did we not get comments from him? He got rehired uh, via. <laughs> okay, so so I totally missed that. Okay, yeah. so why is he rehired now? The next day, um, Pierce sent a video through WWE from his office 
and said that um, you know he overreacted basically. And- oh, so the fact that he got fired at the end of the show that was supposed to be the big cliffhanger yeah. that they 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 flopped the very next week, the oh. very next day actually, because he he sent the video yeah. the next day saying, "Oh yeah, he's reinstated." Oh God! Bro. And, okay. and and the next day he said he's reinstated, and he and so the gimmick is he doesn't want to be fired. He's reinstated now. It's hard for him to come on to get him back on the show. Like it just it doesn't make make any sense to me. If I was Bobby Lashley, I would be the first thing going, the first person at the you know right. the show, stating my case and saying, okay, well you owe me, right? Right. right. But to uh, have the issue with him not wanting to come back after being fired, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so uh, Kathy Kelly tries to talk to Adam Pierce for an update on Bobby Lashley. He's on the phone with Lashley trying to get him back. Uh, then he gets interrupted by a ref and then the ref, uh, and then basically the MVP MVP's trying to talk to, uh, before the ref, it was MVP. <laughs> so somehow they're planting seeds for MVP. Cause we see no Omos. And so does this mean that we'll get the hurt business back <laughs> or at least MVP with, with lastly, which doesn't make sense because lastly would be a baby face because he's the one getting, you know, basically duped by the authority figure. W- what is, what are we doing here? Vince? I have no idea, buddy. We, we, we got X trips, man. And hey, next, next time you guys or all the guys that kiss a uh, trips backside, next time you guys get on one of those calls, can you, can somebody please ask them that Dr. Chris and Vince Russo want to know what the hell you're doing here, bro? Because <laughs> we, we, we don't get it. Sports nation, a uh, sports key to nation doesn't get it. No. So we 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 really do need an explanation of what's going on. Big time. We really do. We really do, bro. Um, so we get so after the break, we get Dolph Ziggler and uh Cedric Alexander. Right. I saw him back there getting beat up. Yeah, they're attacked backstage, and uh Dolph Ziggler had enough time to say what happened, the bloodline happened. And so that was uh Kathy Kelly's uh, you know basically uh riveting uh cutting edge journalism for the night well this is this is again another burial of raw because you've got four guys invading an entire locker room yeah okay do you understand that bro four guys are invading raw so this is this is another smackdown burial of raw yep Yes, indeed. Uh, we get uh, the Good Brothers defeating the Alpha Academy. Yes. Uh, then Anderson and Gallows attacked by Bloodline post match. So it seems as if the this match was just fodder to get another Bloodline spot here. Yep, and then and then we get another match off of that, which is AJ and uh, Sami Zayn. And Sami Zayn, yes, indeed. Yeah, we get a backstage interview with Bianca Belair and Bliss. Uh, you get the Bray Wyatt logo flicker that causes her to get into some type of evil state again, and she hits Bianca Belair with the vase. See, bro, in 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 the in the good old days, this is how you're doing this, especially because Bianca Belair is your champion. Mm-hmm. This is what you're doing in the good old days, okay? The interview's over. 
Alexa knocks out Bianca Belair. Okay, you go to commercial break hot. You go to commercial break hot. When you come back, Bianca Belair is selling and now looking for Alexa Bliss. Mm -hmm. The champion, the champion's got to get her revenge. She's not going to get laid out, you know, an hour into the show. That's what's missing, bro. And that's why I always say the only explanation I can give is lazy. Yeah, yeah. Because this is your champion, bro. Once she comes to and realize what happened, she's going to be, he owed bro and she's gonna be looking for alexa and that that could be a part of the show rather than a, 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 another 15 minute match yeah that's it you hit it on the head man i think that was a fantastic uh writing uh going into the writer writer's lair with uh with vince that's Russo. what that i mean sense. bro about them not protect to make it clear to everybody Put Austin in Bianca Belair's spot. Right. Okay. If somebody, if Austin goes to leave an interview and somebody lays him out from behind, do you really think that's the end of Steve Austin tonight? That right. that's what I'm talking about. Well, see, back in the day, you would have the raw music uh, play as Austin goes down the hallway. The dun 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 You'll have Austin, you know, walking very. Uh, briskly down the hallway uh, trying to get his revenge. And even Austin would interfere uh, a mid-card match and stun the both of them. Yep. That's basically what he, what he would do to get his yep. revenge. Yep. And he was like, I'm not going to, you know, he, he would say something like, I'm not going to leave until you come out here type of deal, you know? Yep. So I, I agree. That, that's how you make your champion strong, man. You got to keep him or her strong. And, and yep. I think they dropped the ball here. Um, still not understanding the going back to Bray Wyatt for Bliss, though. And Bray Wyatt's the baby face over at uh, SmackDown with LA Knight, but they're making her a heel because of Bray Wyatt's current influence. I just, again, that doesn't doesn't make sense to me at all, man. Doesn't make sense to me at all as well why they're making her a heel. Uh, you get uh, The Miz and Dexter Loomis. Uh, we cut a ladder match, and uh, goodness, Bronson Reed returns. Like, uh, we just had some type of um, uh, uh, report that Triple H is dissatisfied with a number of his, yeah. you know, rehires. And here's another one. So you do another rehire, and I, and again, I I said I say this again. I'm 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 a big advocate of Bronson Reed. I always say that he reminds me of a a, a modern day you know Samoan Bam Bam Bigelow. Like he has a he has Bam Bam Bigelow vibes, and I was a huge fan of Bam Bam Bigelow's work back in the day. I think you put him as a babyface apart from any of this. You put him back on NXT, but you don't bring them on raw like and it showed because you had you Des Moines Iowa which you know is a decent you know wrestling town because you know that's basically the home state of Seth Rollins so you have once again like after watching all of these debuts Triple H is a tape guy so you're watching all of the tapes 
of these review of these re-debuts and you see that Gargano was flat, you know what I mean? Like all these flat returns and Bronson Reed was the same way flat, flat, man. Hit row was flat, unfortunately. And it's like, man, he comes out to help the men's people are just sitting there looking at him like, who the heck is no, this? That's what, I, that, that's, that's what I'm saying, bro. From a, um, again, casual fan, I don't have a clue who yeah. this guy is. I could care less about this guy. You got the Lucky Charms announcer screaming, this is amazing, this is amazing. And I'm like, what, what really is amazing yeah. about this? I got no idea who this guy is. I could care less about this guy. But it's it's amazing to you, so it must be amazing, I guess. And like you say, it goes back to the wrestling bubble. I mean, yeah. that's, 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 that's the problem. Yeah. Because you have a third of the, uh, the, the WWE audience watching NXT. So it's like... Uh, just a third of the people in that audience statistically knows who he is. So if there's 10,000 people, about 3,300 people know who he is and you have 7,700 people looking around. And as you can see, having zero clue who the guy is. And so like, how do you make a star out of someone like a Bronson Reed? If two thirds of the audience, as you saw on the show, have no clue who he is. What happened to the the promos, the vignettes, the coming soons, all like make him a star before he even steps in the ring. Don't have him step in the ring, get a flat response, and now you're playing from behind trying to make him relevant. And, bro, also earlier in the show, we missed this a little bit when they were getting heat on Elias in the back. Supposedly, they were also getting heat on Andrew Chase. Yeah, and I'm like, who? What? What did did I? I know I didn't miss an episode because yeah. I know I sit here with with Doctor Chris. That who the frig is Andrew Chase, bro? <laughs> who is Andrew Chase? I don't know. I have no clue, man. Oh my yeah. god, bro! Like yeah. really, with these people, man. Yes, indeed, man. Um. Joseph, 499 Super Chat, bro. The three that makes 20 returns since SummerSlam and none have had a positive impact on the show. How is it possible? Wow. That's a great question, Joseph. How is that possible? Joseph, how are you you a professional and you're over 20? Bro, that that would be like, like, Chris, I'm going to go back to your boys at Ohio State. Mm -hmm. That, That would be like... The, them recruiting recruiting their top 20 players yep. and they're all busts yeah, yeah, how, yeah how is that possible they aren't they're going to be benched i mean how, yeah, how, is, how is that I, I love joseph how how is bro these are people that have been doing this for decades and if they're how all is it possible and if they all are going to if they all are a bust i'm looking at the recruiter that, that that's who I'm looking at. I'm I'm evaluating heavily the recruiter. Mm-hmm. I'm like, look, you're bringing 20 people who's a bust, man. I'm gonna have to either you know suspend you, demote you, or let you go, man, because you, you're not doing a really good job, you know, helping us win here. 
There's no accountability, bro. There's no accountability for the recruiters. There's no accountability for the agents. There's no accountability for the writers. There is zero accountability. Bro, I want to make it clear. When I I was writing for Raw, when I was writing for WCW, when I was writing for TNA, Chris, if I did not produce numbers – I expected to be fired. Of course. I expect that I have to be accountable for that. You are hiring me to give you numbers. If I don't deliver, I'm going to get fired. Yeah, it's the same thing as a commission salesperson who sells cars. The same. I used to sell. I used to be a a personal trainer and a fitness coach, and I I I would be I was a sales consultant. I worked at the gym for over ten years, and I watched, and I had to sell memberships. It was I would my money, (laughs) the way that I was making my money was selling memberships. If I didn't sell memberships, I was going to be fired because I didn't make the commission. Nobody fired, bro. It, nobody there is held accountable. Exactly. Nobody, bro. Yes, indeed. Nobody. It's it's a friend of a friend of a friend who's been there for 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, Joseph and the rest of the SK Nation, start um start dropping some names of all the people that uh Triple H has brought back since um since SummerSlam. We have Dakota Kai and EO Sky. They they fell flat. Yeah, you got Braun, the, Braun you Strowman. Got Braun Strowman. You got the, the girl who's with uh, the OC. Yeah, Mia Yim. You got uh, Gargano. Yeah. You got Gargano's wife. Dexter Loomis. You yep, got Dexter Loomis. You got the guy that we saw tonight. That's that's eight right there. Who's the guy? I, oh, yeah, Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed, that's eight. I don't even watch SmackDown, so I don't know what's happening over there. Uh, well, Bray. What about what about the two tag team girls that were the champion for one week, Raquel and somebody else? Uh, Raquel's playing an injury angle right now. Yeah, um, but so she much. she she never left. She just came up from NXT. Yeah. Uh, oh, Tegan Knox. They brought Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox. When she had she just lost a match recently. <laughs> I think it won't think on Friday she lost. <clears throat> so um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's ten. Know. That's ten yeah. right there. Cross and Scarlet. He brought she, he brought Cross and Scarlet back, and they. Have, I mean, you know, he he was okay in the beginning. Then he lost to Drew in the cage match, and now he's trying like he's doing this Rey Mysterio gimmick now. Uh, and they really he hasn't really he's been a non-factor uh, over the past few weeks. So, um, who else they have? It's actually a good. Uh, oh, Mister Super Chat. Uh, awesome sauce. Oh, yeah, yeah, awesome sauce. $2. Didn't the NWO have four guys and destroy WCW? <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, go ahead, Vince. Well, yeah, I mean, they 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 did, but, you know, at, at least you can say in that case, I mean, the four guys were giants and legends. Yeah, true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, but still, yeah, that, that's a very good point. Yeah. You, you are right, but you, we, we are talking about Hogan and Nash and – Paul, I mean, you're probably talking about the most four over guys you can find. Yeah, fair point. But I would also say that the gimmick was that they were recruiting people too, so you never know who's going to be the next person in the NWO. Right. You know what right. I mean? And plus, they did it methodically. It was more of like, like for instance, when they threw when Kevin Nash threw Rey Mysterio and right. you know in the product, you know, side of production truck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it yeah. was, it was very methodical. Yeah. Um, 
I forgot hit row. Did I say hit row? No. Row back? Uh, oh, what? No. Here we go with uh, 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 Hackhausen again. Um, hit row. Uh, they've been just total non-factors, um, unfortunately. Uh, who else? Who else? It's uh, Chase Stevens. Uh, Chase Stevens. I don't know who that is. Andre Chase. I don't know. Um, who else? Who else should I got? Who else should I got? Nope. Trying to figure out Mia Yam Loomis OC. Oh, the OC. Um, yeah, I mean, just that they haven't. I mean, the Anderson and Gallows, you know, they, they've been kind of good little hands you know they haven't really had any type of like tag team push or anything so yeah. they haven't done anything uh oh emma oh goodness <laughs> they brought triple h brought emma back just for her to be basically an enhancement talent i mean was she is she also from australia emma she's also yeah okay yeah i know who she yeah. is yeah um that was we- super weird so yeah, I mean that's 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 what we have for for, for Triple H's uh, recruits, and none of them have been, you know, uh, main event level and received the push. People are getting tired of Bray already, you know. What I mean, because a lot of people are thinking that his uh, um, a lot of people are thinking that his um, gimmick is kind of running thin with what we're seeing every week. So we'll see. Um, Next, we have uh, Sami Zayn. Oh, the Miz defeating Dexter Loomis. Uh, we, we talked about that. Uh, Sami Zayn um, defeating AJ Styles, uh, you know, with help of with with the Enforcer. The, we saw the Eradicator with Judgment Day. Now we have the Enforcer, uh, Solo Sokoa. Yeah. So, yeah. What, what do you have on that? I, yeah, bro, listen, I'm, 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 I'm sorry, man. They, everybody, you know, the bloodline's over, and Roman's over, and uh, Sami Zayn's over, and all these guys are so over. Bro, I'm sorry, man. They, to me, they are now starting to beat this bloodline stuff. Mm-hmm. This is what happened with NWO, bro, and th- this is where Eric gave us the opening. Because it the blood they they went so long with NWO and it got so watered down to the yeah. point of it meaning nothing. Yeah. To me, they're at this point with the bloodline. Hmm. I mean, bro, this has been going on for a long time now, and we're talking about the Usos and Sami Zayn. We're not talking about John Cena and, you know, we're talking about the Usos and Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. I mean, the more and more you go to the well, bro, the the less and less and less luster it has. has. And that's where I feel like it's at, bro. So theoretically, the end of the bloodline happens uh, either at the Royal Rumble or around it because it's supposed to be. Kevin Owens and and Reigns at um, Royal Rumble, and then the February or March, whatever it is, pay per view. Uh, I believe that's Elimination Chamber or something like that. It's supposed to be. I don't remember the February. It was Elimination Chamber before, but I think they might have changed it. I'm not sure. 
Um, Sami Zayn is supposed to be go against Roman Reigns uh, right before uh, WrestleMania. So, uh, although we <clears throat> we did have a really interesting discussion, which you know, going to subscribe to the Wrestle Ben's YouTube channel if you haven't yet. Um, Vince and I and EC3 we had a pretty cool discussion about i think maybe it was just vince and i or it might have been us, us three we talked about uh sammy zane i think it was ec3 it was on it too we talked about sammy zane and i and i came up with the cool theory of <clears throat> perhaps sammy zane kind of slips on a banana peel and uh wins the title so that's that's the cliffhanger for that uh, as far as how that looks like in my mind <clears throat> and uh be sure to you know, subscribe to Russell Benz and let us know your thoughts on that. Joseph, once again, one I nine super chat. Oh man, <laughs> when the bloodline ends, what's next? Um, I, honestly, I would be in favor of a Roman Reigns babyface turn. I, I think that that would be ideal to lead SmackDown. I think if you want to eventually do like a uh Bray possibly turning heel and uh going against like a babyface Roman Reigns. Um but the only problem that is heel Bray just hasn't really cut it, man. It's he's been so, so different, so many different carnations of heel Bray and it just it just hasn't worked, man. So him being a babyface I think would be kind of rider wave, but that would be interesting. But I think that I would be okay with Cross and Reigns uh, going against each other. But I also would be fine with Cross and Bray going against each other because of very mysterious, you know, kind of gimmicks that they both have. So I, I think that Roman Reigns being a face would be ideal for the next step. What do you think? What do you think happens when the bloodline ends, uh, Vince? Well, I don't know. They're not creating new stars, bro. They're not, you know, so it's Reigns and Bray. I mean, it's 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 old recycled guys that have just been there forever. The oh, Orton's coming back. Uh, is it gonna be Orton and Reigns? Like it's it's just they just keep recycled. Like, come on, bro. Owens and Reigns, really, bro. I mean, bro, when are they going to make new stars? When yeah. when, bro? And your biggest baby faces right now is um, theoretically Seth Rollins, but I heard that he's supposed to be turning heel again to set up for Cody again. That's uh, WrestleMania. Oh, uh, that's rumored. Oh. You know, that's that's not in stone, but uh, but that's rumored going. That's a rumor going around now too. So, <clears throat> what's out wouldn't be opposed to because I, you know Seth is a as a baby face now. I just. I'm just not a fan of. I, I like I like Seth Babyface a few years ago when he was Intercontinental Champion. He was a, kind of like a workhorse gimmick, and I liked it. But I think now, I don't know. Sami Zayn needs. I mean, uh, Seth Rollins needs a a major injection of, of of something too, because to me, I'm just I'm just not buying Seth, man. I'm, I'm just not. I'm just not on that train, unfortunately. So. What do you think can happen with Seth Rollins that can make that can reinvigorate his character? Bro, see, this is the problem, Chris, because, bro, I got to tell you something. None of this stuff is over to the casual fans. Mm -hmm. None of it. Zero. And part of that problem, bro, is 
that these guys have been around forever. Yeah. Well, when guys are over and they're super over, bro, they're over out the shoot. Yeah. You're not going to get anybody over after they've been stumbling and bumbling for 10 years. Mm-hmm. You're not, bro, because mm-hmm. now, like Kevin Owens, however, you've been there X amount of years. You've never been over to a casual audience. You ain't going to get over now. Yeah. That that needs to happen immediately, bro. Even when Vince was doing the ringmaster gimmick with Austin, Bro, that was very short-lived. Yeah. Bro, if Austin would have been the ringmaster for five years, no way Austin mm-hmm. would have been as over as he was. No Thank way. God that was short-lived. Yeah. But when 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 you have them in a certain spot forever, mm-hmm. they're never gonna be over. Bro, the Usos are not over to the casual fan mm-hmm. because they've been the Usos for a decade. Yeah, they're not over. Yeah, people. Something there's a comment that's saying that Seth Rollins is great because he gets great reactions. (laughs) No, from the marks, from the marks who are singing the song. Exactly, that's what's getting him over. Yeah, therefore they are part of the show. Exactly, the marks are there to get themselves over because they feel included. Right, yeah. thank you. To a mm-hmm. casual audience, this dude ain't over, bro. No, no. Yeah, because someone sings the song, they feel they feel a part of, you know, they, they feel like they belong, right. basically. Right. And that's this actually a psychological phenomenon called belongingness, and that's the, actually the reason why people stay in cults and join cults, unfortunately. So yeah. it's true, and people singing the Seth Rollins song, I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. And, and, it's, and, it's, and the thing is, it's live, too. Right. So, the th- you know, when you're at a live crowd, it's like, like for instance, if you're in a soccer game in Europe, you do the, uh, right? And so, and, or if, even if you do, you know, a football game, you know, it's like, it's, it's cool because like you're a part of the crowd singing and then it becomes a non thing, you know what I mean? But that's, that's just to hype the crowd while you're there live. That's not any type of uh, indication that the person is over or the team is over. It's just a part of a crowd reaction. It doesn't have anything to do with the wrestler. What what Chris is saying, bro, is when you go to any live event, bro, you're excited. Yeah, you're going to cheer everything, <laughs> bro. You you can go see a a comedian that is horrible, and you will be sitting there laughing because you're there. Yeah, you yeah. are there. You're excited to be there. You go to a concert. A band plays a crappy song, yeah. but you're applauding the song because you're happy and excited to be there. Yeah. So when Seth Rollins comes out, that's what you do. Yeah. Bro, that doesn't mean the dude's over. I've been to many concerts where, you know, bands weren't that good and I'm still, you know, being a part of the show because I'm kind of making it a gimmick that I'm having fun regardless. And we're now we're laughing and joking and singing along, even if the person isn't that good. So, you know, it's just a part of being in a live event. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah. Uh, next we have, uh, um, 
the Seth Rollins cutting an earring promo. Then he gets interrupted by Austin Theory. Um, Usos go on hyena mode again and attack Rollins. Uh, ooh, time for Joey. Let's do it. Here we go. Bro, please help me with this. Mm-hmm. We're in Iowa. Yes, we are. Iowa. Mm-hmm. Austin Theory makes a reference Bears. to Bears. the Chicago. <laughs> Bro, does Austin Theory think the does he think Illinois and Iowa <laughs> are the same? Like, why are you making a Chicago Bears reference in Iowa? I think Bro. that that went over everybody's head maybe seth rollins is a bears fan maybe and- no i think i think he got illinois and iowa confused bro <laughs> i really do i i because i'm sitting there saying the bear like yeah. what yeah yeah i tried to make i tried to make sense out of it and i was like is that like some type of insider that he's a Bears fan, but I didn't know that he was a Bears fan. So it looks like he was one of those. It was one of those moments, like, oh, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> come oh, on, hot man. tag, hot tag, you know, yeah. get me out of this, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it, it was it was weird, and I and I think with the theory though, like he he's at a point where he can't be making those type of mistakes, you know what I mean? Like he just he just can't afford to make those type of mistakes because he's still trying to. <sighs> trying to acclimate himself with the with the crowd and his promos are just they're they're too contrived they don't they don't feel like natural yet and i think yeah. that, that hurts them and also chris you can't you can't warn people don't call me kid don't call me kid don't call me kid and then when they're this far from your face they're calling you kid and you're not doing anything bro you're getting buried i don't even know if he knows seth is burying him when he keeps referring to him as a kid if that is your Achilles heel, bro, whenever somebody says that to you, it's time to throw down. Yeah. But when you're going to stand there and let somebody keep saying it to you, yeah. you are now burying yourself, bro. See, I think it would have been <clears throat> how I would have written it would have been uh-huh. Seth Rollins would have keep saying the kid gimmick, <clears throat> kid, kid, kid. He kind of turns his head around and then. Boom! He just does a, a sharp headbutt right, right to Reigns, lays Reigns uh, to Rollins, lays Rollins out, looks over him. That that's where he gets the heat, and he walks out. I mean, yeah. that's that's a non-kid move, you know what I mean? To just right. do a shoot headbutt, right. you know, to him while he's using the kid gimmick. Yeah, you know, there's your kid. He walks out. You, you know got I mean? that's to do something, bro. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just yeah. And, and for him to to not, you know, uh, respond to that, you know, it's like, man, you're just allowing Seth Rollins to, to bury you like yeah, this. Yeah, right. Makes no sense at all. Um, then we get, uh, so yeah, the Usos do a high-end gimmick on Rollins, and then Owens makes the save. Um, 
somehow Owens makes a save on Elias, but he stuns him because he's still upset about them. But he's not as upset with Seth Rollins, though, because Seth, although Seth Rollins did abandon him as a tag team in exchange for winning a spot at WrestleMania. So he's not as he's not as mad with Rollins, but he's yeah. mad with Elias, though. He didn't stun Rollins, though. I swear, bro, I still do not understand the Kevin Owens character. I don't understand the Owens character. I don't understand the Rollins character. I don't understand who these characters are. It 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 used to be clear who sure. characters were, bro. Crystal yeah. clear, man. Uh, SK Nation, that's a that's a good segue to asking the SK Nation. Uh, what is Kevin Owens's character, and what is Seth Rollins's character? What what are their characters? Uh, supposed to be the Joker, of course. <clears throat> Super chats will get your uh, comment uh, on the screen, but uh, otherwise, <clears throat> um, they're both good wrestlers, is what someone said. Okay, hey, I, I I don't I don't disagree. Is that their gimmick though. That's yeah. not that's not a gimmick. Being a yeah. good wrestler isn't a gimmick though. Yeah. Like that's that's the <clears throat> see that's the type of issues that I have with <laughs> with the the bubble <clears throat> because it's like what's their gimmick? Um, they're good wrestlers. I mean, like, are you? Am I hiring you not to be a good wrestler? I mean, like. What are what are we doing here? How was that? When is that ever a gimmick? Amazing on the mic. Who? Uh, Seth Rollins. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that, 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 that's another thing, bro. You're not amazing on the mic because every promo. What what is it, Chris? I'm the what? Revolutionary. I am the visionary. The revolutionary. I am the. <laughs> It's not a great promo, bro. That's being a freaking parakeet and just <laughs> repeating the same law. I'm set. Yeah, exactly. Guys, come on. That, 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 <laughs> I don't mean to be disrespectful to anybody here on Sports Kita. Bro, that ain't a great freaking promo, no, bro. No. Go, 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 go watch Roddy Piper. That, that's a great promo. Yes, indeed. I know the reason. I know what uh, their gimmicks are. <clears throat> what? I know what their gimmicks are. Here we go. Uh oh. Oh no. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Their gimmicks are. They have good rope work. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Very nice, Black Scorpion. That's a good point, Black Scorpion. <laughs> That's a really good point. Very nice. Uh, they they yes. got good work, rope work. So there we go. Nice. That's their gimmicks. I think that's that's the that's the answer we were looking for. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we have Becky Lynch cutting a backstage promo, and then that leads to Becky uh, defeating. Uh, well, she leaves losing to Bailey. What's your thoughts on this one? I here? just don't understand, bro. Finally, we get to the point in the match where the referee is telling the Sky Sisters to go in the back. Go. Get out of here. Go in the back. (laughs) (laughs) And then then I turn around, and now one of them's in the ring. 
Yeah, good point. Like, bro, bro, you know, bro, it's so ridiculous with these refs and no control. You're throwing two, you know, 100, 120 pound girls to the back. And the next thing I know, they're in the ring and that's causing the distraction for the finish. Okay. Like, all right, bro. Yeah. And, 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 and what, what did this match do for who? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking about at the end of this match. Like, what did this do for either one of them? Like, you're bringing back Becky Lynch for this big old return. And for weeks, they've been doing, you know, Becky Lynch coming from the crowd, you know, doing the Bailey deal. And then, you know, uh, causing interruptions. They cause it. They're interrupting each other's matches. This leads to some random raw and a match between the two and Becky Lynch loses. And so what they'll do, but Triple H is supposed to be so different from Vince McMahon. What they'll do is they'll, they'll have another match and they'll have another match. And they're like, it, it, that's what we'll see these repeated matches without stories being built from it. But somehow Triple H is supposed to be this knight in shining armor. That's so much different than Vince McMahon. And that's what we saw during the Vince era every single week. Well, it was the same matches over and over again. Yep. So it made it made the angle so diluted yep. because by the time we get to some payoff, we've already seen four or five matches between yep. the two people. So I don't see much of a difference there, man. No, compared to the formula that worked, which was story, 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 then your match. Yeah, that's Not, the payoff. When you take the stories away, it's yeah. match, 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 match. And by the time we get to the match, we've already seen it five times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's the reason why people aren't over. Because yep. people aren't perceived as being bigger than life. Yep. You know what I mean? And so that's the problem. Yep. Next, we have Seth Rollins uh, and Kevin Owens defeating the Usos. Uh, like I said before, it just seems like this was a – uh, a way to have Kevin Owens planting seeds for Kevin Owens to uh, to go Gogan's Reigns, and most likely what I see is Kevin Owens and Cena beating Reigns and and Sami Zayn next week. So they'll probably that's another seed being planted for Owens versus Reigns. I could give two craps about that match, bro. And it's going to be, it's so obvious. Like, <laughs> like Roman Reigns is going to be Kevin Owens. And, bro, something happened here. Bro, they went at least three minutes short here. I don't I noticed know that too. what yeah. happened, but, oh, my God, something yeah. happened, and they went way short on this yep. one, bro. Yep, I noticed that too, because they kept doing the – Playing the uh, the song and and doing the gimmick where Owens is looking, you know, through the uh, invisible wall of the ring ropes and you know the heels healing it up and <clears throat> yeah they let that drag for about two or three minutes so yeah yeah, yeah. well ladies and gentlemen uh, this is uh, the conclusion of the Legion of Raw ladies and gentlemen this is uh, this is all we got man unless we have some quick super chats of any questions. I'll give it just a moment real quick. Uh, if you have any questions to ask me or Vince. Uh, I, I I swear, bro. I used to love, love, love 
the show before Christmas because mm. you could be so creative with it and have so much fun. You know, it was always the last work day kind of before break. So yeah. the boys were always in a good mood yeah. and you just, you just had a different show because it was festive. It was fun. All they did was decorate the set. That's it, bro. There was nothing Christmas related whatsoever on this show. Nothing. That's true. That's nothing. True. I kept that's saying happy holidays on the Tron on the screens, but that's that's as far as we got. So no, we used to have uh Austin Stun Santa Claus all Austin the time. Austin Stun Santa, Merrow made a sable dress up in a reindeer outfit. Yep. Gold dust dressed up like a Christmas tree. Yep. It was fun, bro. It was, you know, it was a fun show. Every, everybody, the crowd was always in a Christmas mood. Mm-hmm. Nothing, bro. Zero. That's a good point, man. Yeah, it just, again, man, they're just, they're just uh, phoning it in every week, man. Yep. Phoning it in. It feels phoned in every week. Bro, when you, you know, guys, there used to be a way you write the show. And like, you know, the the one thing you never, ever did was you didn't put similar shows back to similar matches back to back. Mm-hmm. You didn't have a girls match back to back, a tag match of this. You know, you spread out the card. Bro, the first two shows, the first two matches out of the shoot of tag matches. The first two matches, you never did that, bro. You never, they don't care anymore, man. Yeah. They're just putting it out there, bro. They could care less. Yes, indeed. Uh, Again, uh, Super Chats, I'll give it a little bit more time before we uh, head on out. Uh, Super Chats, we'll get your, any questions that you have. Uh, Yep, we got one. We got uh, Rollin999 Super Chat. SmackDown took place in Chicago last Friday, and maybe Theory forgot where he was. A good point. Anyway, what do you guys think about uh, Rogan um, accusing the Rock of steroids? Could steroids keep the Rock out of Mania? Hmm. So I guess Joe Rogan accused. Uh, what do you mean by Rogan? I imagine Joe Rogan accusing the Rock of steroids. Um, do you think that? What do you think? Do you think that? Do you think that's his claims on the rock juicing and if that can be a detriment of his um his status for wrestlemania bro let me tell you something man especially in hollywood bro all those guys getting ready for the big film going all the way back to arnold and sylvester stallone even tom cruise bro when he was doing all that mission impossible stuff Come on, bro. Are you kidding me? Like, it's a known fact, man, when they're getting ready for these movies. Honestly, I don't think The Rock's, you know, like any different when he's making Black Adam and, you know, he wants to absolutely look his best. Bro, that's that's so common in in Hollywood when a a big movie star is getting ready for a role. Mm. You can go back to bro the uh, 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 John Claude Van Damme mm. and uh, Dolph Lundgren. You can go back to all those guys, bro. They 
definitely, definitely did that to get ready for a big move. Sylvester Stallone. I was going to say, do you think Sly's used? Oh, my God, bro. Look at Sly in Rocky Three, bro. Look, it, look like, come Rainbow. on, guys. Like, that, yeah. that, that's part of it. I mean, that, that is absolutely part of it. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know what context Joe, uh, Rogan talked about it, mm-hmm. but I'm sure Rogan knows that's part of the Hollywood game, man. I mean, hey, this Rogan juice, I guess that'd be, you know, he's that that's a question too, because uh, you know, he's in his early fifties and he's looking pretty good too. Um, you know, st- looking still in shape. He doesn't look like he's juicing though, as opposed yeah. to the rock, because the rock's fifty now, and that guy's just a machine. I mean, granted, you know, he does work out like a you know, madman, but being in fitness for a number of years, there's there's like natural, you know, muscular side. I'm not, I'm not saying he is or he isn't because I don't know. Right. Um, but there's like um, a natural build look, and then there's like a juicing build look. I, I used to work with, like, I, I've known people who juiced when I was working in fitness centers um, when I was a trainer, and that was par for the course for people who are trying to get that extra type of bulky build look that's very normal so you know not saying that it's okay because i'm not i'm not a fan of it i mean people people make logical sense of it you know as far as boosting recovery and things like that but i I do think that there's other alternatives that could do that and um, a lot of people are looking for that look and they and that's one of the fastest routes to go there as far as that bulky look is juicing. So wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if he was, if if there was some type of story that came out, if he admitting that, that wouldn't surprise me as someone who worked in fitness for years. So, yeah. All right. With that, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Vince Russo, let them know about channel attitude my man yeah guys check me out either at russosbrand.com or channelattitude.com russosbrand.com is under the channelattitude.com umbrella check it out man you'll get great shows multiple different shows every single week bro check it out yes indeed looks like awesome sauce already knows like he's he's caught on to my uh to my salutation so without further ado ladies and gentlemen Vince Russo right there. I'm Dr. Chris. This is the Legion of Raw. Merry Christmas and so long.